it's time for um hello a jersey shore recap podcast um hello um hello we're back my name is angel but you can call me cookie and i'm gwow together we are cookie and gwow we recap jersey shore we are in season three on episode nine I hate the episode title. It's called Kissing Cousins. That was so unnecessary. I know why they did it and we'll get there, but I that's that was that was unnecessary. They didn't need to do that. It like conjures a weird mental image for sure, but I will say it does make you intrigued about what the episode's going to be about. So, it did that. Just to preface, there's no cousins actually kissing. <laughs> people have just kissed people that are cousins. So, we'll get there. We come back to Nicole and Gianni fighting like they're already married. Oh, yeah. Um, I think they're in the smush room and they like can't get comfortable. He leaves and she literally says on to the next as if he's not her future husband. But like, okay, go off, girly. Well, her justification, I think, (laughs) is she wanted to cuddle and he really wasn't interested. And he sort of tried to start to cuddle, but. They wouldn't get comfortable, and so she kicked him out. And I think her reasoning for sending him off is because I feel like she's always, every time she hooks up, she sees it as her, like, interviewing a potential boyfriend. Do you know what I mean? It's like, she doesn't see this as a hookup. And so when he wouldn't cuddle, it was like, oh, he's not a cuddler. He's got to go. On to the next one. So good for her. Now, I I definitely feel that mindset of, like, I want to vet someone out by hooking up and see how it goes and like yeah i think how each other's you treat each other can say a lot but also i feel like it was just a really long night and he was probably going to sleep and when she kicks him out and she calls some guy named nick i'm like who the fuck like maybe we've seen him before and we just didn't get his name but like who is nick do you remember it was like it was after snooki gets arrested she admit that she might have a drinking problem and she was feeling kind of bad for herself. And so Jenny calls Roger and says, bring your friend. We're going to go on a double date. Do you remember that? Oh, and they like left yeah. work. It's like episode two or three. And I he's think- different from stripper pole Jeff. Yes. That was like a couple episodes ago. Because I remember, I remember stripper pole Jeff and I'm like, who's this guy? But that makes sense. Okay. I mean, listen, I am never, ever going to hate on any woman who wants to get around. So please don't take this as me giving her a hard time. But she has done a little damage this season. So <laughs> it's and, and and it's not even that. It's that they all kind of look a little the same. Right. So in my head, I'm like, I don't honestly know stripper pole Jeff from who the fuck Nick from Gianni. The only reason I even know Gianni is because I've watched you know, all the seasons of Wow and Snooki, so his face right. is a little more in my memory. Well, well, for me, it's season four, like, when they when he was leaving her in Italy and stuff. All that's so burned oh into my god. brain, I could never I forget. Can't. Oh my god, I'm well, gonna cry it, when we watch the episode anyway. I know, I'm really actually terrified to recap season four, but we'll get to that when we get to it. Um, for sure. We well, are jumping ahead a little bit, but I think we should, since we're already talking about it. Yeah, because she, she calls Nick and is like... Okay, well, screw Gianni. Like, fuck Gianni because I just fucked him and now I'm over it. So I'm going to call Nick and make plans with him for later. And like, this is the part where we are jumping ahead. But I, I agreed. Let's just get through this plot here. <laughs> so at some point later on, because they made plans, she was like, hey, we're going to go, you know, have a day, um, which we'll talk about. But 
at the end of the day at 4 30 is when I'm going to be back and I'm going to call you and we're going to make, you know, we're going to do something. And when she does get back, she calls him a million times and he doesn't answer. And she like, I think she gets a feeling that something's up and yeah. I, somebody kind of hypothesized, like, do you think he knows the guy from last night, which if only it were that <laughs> simple. <laughs> so Jenny calls Roger because he knows all these guys. And four one one. Yeah, exactly. Well, and we've talked about this before, but Seaside is a very small town, so everybody knows everybody. Roger knows everybody. So Jenny True. calls Jenny calls Roger and is like, "Hey, uh, Nicole hooked up with this guy last night, and now she's trying to go on a date with another guy. What's the deal?" Uh, apparently, Nick, who was the guy she had a date with, had found out not only had she hooked up with his friend Gianni but also his friend's cousin, Jeff. So she's mm-hmm. been with this guy's friend and his cousin. And so he's flaking on her. He's She's been with a cousin, a cousin, and their friend, like three men. Right. Yeah. And they all are, I'm just, and you know what? I know a lot of Italian guys who like their cousins are their friends. Yeah. And then they will have friends, but like, it's almost like their friends are friends with all the cousins. Like my sister's in a friend group like this, where it's like a bunch of guys that are cousins and then they're all married to one of her friends. And it's all very like, it feels very Italian, honestly, without okay. being here, is what I'm trying to say. And so it makes sense to me that like, oh, Gianni and his cousin, Jeff, they go out all the time and they have a friend, Nick, and they all like Jersey girls, I guess. But what's funny to me now is like Je- Jeff's now her cousin-in-law. Like they're like, re- they're like actual <laughs> oh, yeah. relatives now. Oh my God, you're right. I didn't think of that. So she's hooked up. Do you think that, like, at family dinner, like, like Christmas, Jeff is there? Apparently, they were close. I wonder if they still are. I didn't even think of that. It's it's very funny. Just the way it turns out. She's related to him by marriage now. And her, like, her kids are related to him by blood. Yeah, that's a weird situation. Um, And I, there's so many things that I wonder if poor Gianni, not poor Gianni, because he chose to be with her, but I wonder if he, like, wakes up in a cold sweat thinking about this stuff like season four in Italy and like him, her hooking up with his cousin. Like <laughs> he went, it was, it was tumultuous in the first few years. You know how you, like, ugh, this is going to be a bold statement. And I almost like, sometimes I don't want to say too many bad things about any of the characters and characters, castmates, whatever that I really like. Um, But I just feel like, and, and maybe because of all the circumstances, things are different, but I just feel like, when we reached out to Chris Buckner and his like happy go lucky approach, and he's just like so proud of Dina and so like excited and whatever. And I'm just like, I just don't think Gianni feels like quite the same way. Like, no. I think Gianni is like, this is your paycheck, and I understand who you are. Yeah. I understand who you're married or who I married, but I don't like love everything about this and Gianni's not on family vacation whereas like everyone else's significant others pretty much are not all but like a lot of them are we see Chris Buckner for example on like and Gianni is I think just chosen us to take a step back and I think that some of these things is why now maybe he's feeling like I had my moment it's not for me and this is how we make it work like you know whatever but I don't think that like the way that Chris Buckner was like, I always was a fan of Jersey Shore. I just don't think Gianni's like, woohoo, MTV, Jersey Shore. Like, I just don't think he's right. feeling the same way. If that, like, not to like shade Gianni, but 
I feel like he's a little more bitter, but I get it. This kind of stuff, you know, is out there for us to dissect. So I feel him. Well, it's a lot, but it's one of those things where, like, I don't feel too bad for him because they weren't married while she was on the show. Like, he chose to stay with her during all that. Um, you made her as Snooki. Yeah, that's true. Hello, he met her as Snooki. And that's what I think is the is the thing about him is that he loves Nicole, but he does not love Snooki. And the thing mm-hmm. is, like, Snooki's not just a character on TV. That's, like, her alter ego. That's part of her. Like, mm-hmm. whoever you are when you're out partying and you're drunk, that is a part of you. That's, like, your uh, alter ego. And so I think that has, has caused some problems. Um, I don't know. I don't know what goes on in their private life. But, yeah, it's not my vibe. I I agree that um, I think what I like about Chris Dina's husband is that he's sort of an honorary meatball. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, like for like sure. They of... even call him that on the on the podcast Meatball Pod. Oh, yeah. They were, say like Dina and Chris will have like their own meatball nights and stuff, and I'm like that is oh, that so is goals. I love it. Well, what else happens this episode? All right, so there's two more kind of plot lines in the beginning to cover, and I'm going to go through the not fun one first, and then we'll go through the fun one. So this isn't okay. necessarily in chronological order, but I don't care. So Ron calls his dad for advice because he is feeling lost, and he's not sure like how to take accountability for his actions is what I think is kind of going on here. And his dad seems like a really nice guy who definitely doesn't know that his son is out there domestically abusing women. And he's like, I'll drive to Seaside and I'll come take a walk with you. And they go for a walk on the boardwalk, I think. They go like for a bite to eat. And I think it's supposed to be a heartwarming moment because we're supposed to be like, no, Ron, don't leave. Work (laughs) it out. Stick it through. But I don't find it to be a heartwarming moment because I would have I think it would have been better if Ron had gone home i agree what was your take on that i agree i felt the same thing i felt like the the editors were trying to make us sympathize with ron or make it like a touching moment with him and his dad Mm -hmm. but i agreed i i was i wanted him to leave so that sam could come back because the house is better without both of them together and i prefer sam over ron any day so yeah i had the same thought i was like no you actually should leave like (laughs) go with your dad just leave now um, right yeah like pack up your stuff and go back in the car with him he's right go, here yeah. you gotta ride get i want to yeah. i want to touch on ron's dad because i find it interesting to meet people's parents ron's you know? daddy you mean? well yeah especially at this point we've met other people's parents we have not met any of ron's family yet we don't know much about his home life really so i was, I was kind of interested to meet the father and the first thing i noticed is that he's well groomed he's got a real clean haircut i noticed like it mm-hmm. looks freshly like faded and he had, he had a big mustache he mm-hmm. was a big mustache guy he was sort of ahead of his time because at the time they weren't really trendy yeah but he had a good look he looked groomed very uh which well, makes Ronnie sense definitely cause... cares about taking care of himself yeah that's right yeah all the guys in the house i guess except for Vinny at this point are very well groomed guys so it doesn't surprise me and Vinny gets there that, you know, don't get me yeah. wrong. Like he comes around, is, but at yeah. this point he's still, yeah, nowadays, but at this point, yeah, he's still, still too cool for school. <laughs> so the other fun thing from the beginning of this episode, and can I just say the whole episode could have just been this kind of stuff. Yeah. This is the content that we want. 
Polly's waking up everyone for work. Mm. They get to work and he's, you know, having his banter with Danny. They decide to take a break to ride rides. And Dina's like, oh, let's just stay out. Blame it on me. Like, I could watch this kind of shenanigans the whole 40 minutes, you know? Yeah, same. I thought this was my favorite episode of the season so far. It's really fun. There's really not a lot of drama. It's a lot of just antics, a lot of tomfoolery yes. in the best way possible. Yeah, and one of the tomfoolery items <laughs> is that they're trying to win this motorbike and they're playing this game and they suck at it. And Polly's like, okay, at this point, we've spent like $100 and we're still nowhere near getting this prize. So like, dude, can we just buy it from you? And like, how much, how much are you charging? And whatever the price is, he must have named a price and, and situation must have been like, I bet. Because they buy this, like, it's like a mini bike scooter. Like, they definitely look like overgrown children riding it around, but it's functional. Like, you could ride it. When Ronnie got on it, it looked so fucking <laughs> funny because he's such a big stocky guy on this tiny little, what looks like a children's toy version of a bike. <laughs> and I forget who, I think it was Polly or maybe Vinny. Somebody said he looks like a cartoon of, like, a bear on, like, uh, uh, like a unicycle or something fully and fully. that is so funny because that's exactly what he looks like very like uh, not, yeah. uh, very like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon it was hilarious right they bring it back to the house and they um <laughs> they are all riding around yeah this is the content I I could just watch you know all day um the content that I don't want to watch all day and I'm going to sneak this in before we take a break just because we don't even need to dwell on it because it will have it will come to a head in a later episode. Um, but the toilet's still clogged. And we talked in a previous episode about how they cannot get over the poop talk and we're like, we're done with it. Um, but they do show Vinny giving it a go at unclogging. We'll see several people give it a go throughout this uh saga, but just another quick mention of of antics, but ones that are grosser. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just say I've had about enough of this toilet. I think we're done for this episode, though. There's more next episode, so we'll get to that when we get to it. <laughs> Perfect. All right, let's, let's take, take a, a break. break. Can't get enough of Um Hello? Never. <laughs> well, check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and TikTok at Um Hello Pod. And if you are listening to us, but you'd rather be watching, you can go to patreon.com slash um hello. There's also going to be tons of bonus content, including bonus episodes and behind the scenes, like how I got my Snooky Pove. And last but not least, if you're a brand or you just want to give us money, send us an email, a professional email at umhellopod at gmail.com. All right, let's get back to the show already. Okay. Um, hello. Um, hello. Um, hello. We're back. We are back. We're getting ready to go out, of course. And I think like Nicole and Vinny start having a little. Is this? I think this is like setting the stage a little for some of their weird dynamic. But they're kind yeah. of having like a tease fight. It's overall commentary on like hookup culture because. These guys are actively trying to bring home girls all the time. Nicole has brought home a couple guys. It's funny because they do know each other, which is that that does make it funny. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's definitely like you can tell he's poking a little bit of a nerf at some point. Yeah. And, but, and I will say I, I respect that he didn't double down when he noticed she was upset. He sort of was like, oh, I was just kidding. I didn't mean to upset you. So there's very yeah. much like he didn't have bad intentions. It's just a situation of like, he was just blissfully, I guess, ignorant or unaware of 
how how what a double standard it is like you know what i mean like i don't think he intended to hurt her feelings he just wasn't aware of how it was coming across but i was she straight up told him she it's a double standard Uh, Mm -hmm. you guys are constantly bringing home chicks and nobody picks on you nobody says anything right paulie brings home three girls in a row he's a man snooki does it she's a slut like that's that's the standard that's annoying and that but she i'm glad she calls it out and i'm I'm also glad that because I feel like Mike would, if he was in this situation, would have been like, "Well, if you don't want to be that way, maybe you shouldn't be." Yeah. But at least Vinny's like a nice guy underneath, so he's like, "Oh no, no, no! I'm not trying to make you upset. I thought we were just teasing and bantering, you know." So yeah, I, yeah. I, I appreciate that. No, I agree. Um, I want to say just as a side note that Jenny looked spectacular. Did you Always. See that? But they like barely flashed her for a second. She's not on camera for a lot of that. But like the brief glimpse of her we got, I was she looked phenomenal. Like I love the the glimpses of her looking at herself, like checking herself out in the yeah. mirror. And I'm not even saying that as like a ironic thing. Like she looks so hot in those scenes, like ridiculous, absolutely absurd. And I think this is the era where she was making clothes herself. She would make like tops out of scarves that would just yeah. like that would just like perfectly drape over her her boobs, and she just looked incredible. And nobody. It, nobody commented on it or made a thing of it, but I felt like I needed to because she looked great. I mean, she always does. An but innovative queen, and they so they all go out to bamboo. And speaking of, well, everybody goes besides Veron. But speaking of Jenny, I really like this scene because I think it really shows a good testament of her character because she's out, and this is when Roger was like away for a while. Um, she says she's he's in Maine or something, but she runs mm. into one of his friends. And he kind of does an advance at her and she dodges it and is like, nah, I'm not that kind of girl. And I like when they show that and then the girl Gina, who was Polly's girlfriend, who like ex-girlfriend who had his back. And I'm like, I like that they are showing good examples of mm-hmm. relationship dynamics um, because until now, you know, we've had like Ron as our, and Sam as our right. example. And so that was I think cool to see and also just good overall for Jay Wow's character considering we did see things get a little murky with her and Tom and Roger at the end. Yeah. I found that whole conversation to be weird because like it was sort of he was kind of a douchebag because the conversation sort of started that that's I believe that's Roger's friend, right? He's Roger's friend. Yep. And the conversation with him and Jenny started with her saying I really like your friend. Like I'm enjoying seeing him. And then he starts kind of flirting. So I thought that was really weird. Like read the room. She's telling you she's excited to be dating your friend. And you're like trying to get at her. Like that's what, what kind of friend is that? Well, I mean, Mike, the situation does this. So like, that's true. This men are douchebags at this point (laughs) in time. All right. Well, it was a very quick little night at Bamboo. Um, They go home Mm -hmm. and the Vinny and Nicole drama was kind of set up for us earlier. But this is where I'm like, Vinny, you're playing with her because he like invites her to cuddle, realizes she's drunk and then is like, no. But I'm like, what is your end game? Like, don't you feel like he kind of like invited her and then changed his mind? Oh, you know, I didn't really get that. I thought, maybe I was mistaken. I thought she sort of jumped in bed on her own. I just I know, I feel interpreted. Like he may- maybe he, I, I feel like he made some comments of like, come on, let's cuddle. Like, I okay. don't know. I, I definitely took it as like more participative than, okay. than he was when he like kind of flipped and is like, no, no, you got, you don't want to do this. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. 
you don't want to do this is what you're trying to say yeah and i wonder what his thing is because they've hooked up before right i don't know if that was was that this season or was no was that Not last this season? season but they have hooked up and it's very like uh they make jokes about it. They pretend like it's not something that's going to happen again. But I feel like they both like Loki want to if the timing's right. I think it's just messy. Like, I don't think either yeah. of them really want full on each other. I just think that there's some level of attraction and it's just getting messy. One thing I found interesting, though, is that Vinny says the reason he didn't want to hook up is because she just hooked up the night prior. Right. I don't know. Do you think that's the truth or do you think you really just kind of got the ick about sleeping with a friend? Like, I wonder what the truth is there. I think he wants to have his cake and eat it too. Mm. But like, I so like he wants to hook up with her if he doesn't find anyone else at the club. Mm. But he doesn't want her to be hooking up with other people at the club because then she's less available for him. So I, I think it's like undertoningly misogynistic without him realizing that it right. is but it's i think it goes back to that double standard is what i think yeah well there's more of that later but this is sort of the end of it for now um so yeah the next morning ronnie decides to call sam which is a bold move because, yeah i don't think sam wanted to hear from ron so that wasn't wise for him to call because she's sort of as she should, dismissive on the phone. Her energy is very like, I'm I'm doing good over here. I'm having I'm not ready right. to come back yet. And when I am, she fully says, like, I'm paraphrasing, but she basically says, When I come back, maybe we can be friends, but I'm not looking to get into anything with you again. Yeah, like she's in a good place. He shouldn't be trying to pull her back down to his level, but that's yeah. exactly what he's doing. He's like, he I think he's literally trying to be like, Well, I'm miserable, so let me see if she's miserable. And then right. he, I don't think it goes well for him because he realizes she's not miserable. She's with her family. She's like feeling fine. She's realizing that she's known this man for a small fraction of her life and she's mm -hmm. gonna be just fine. I really the thing too is I really believe her. I don't think she's putting on a show for Ron. She just seems over it at this point. And yeah. I respect that. I I I praise her for that. Ron says something that kind of annoyed me, which is that he has no interest in meeting friends. And if she comes back and won't get back with him, that he's going to leave because he doesn't want to be in the house with her as a friend. A so bet. Many, Bye. See so ya. Many, exactly. Go. Don't threaten me with a good time. How manipulative. Oh Did he, I don't remember if he said it to her or if he said it to us in confessional, but either way, I was like, He's doing a lot of threatening to leave, and I'm like, don't then go then. Don't tell yeah. me that you're gonna leave. Go, like get out. Oh god, I wish he had. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, on a more fun note though, because this episode is mostly fun. We go back to Snooky. Sort of. Yeah, well, it was a lot of Snooky, a lot of meatball antics, yeah. and a lot of like Polly being Polly. So it was it was mostly fun. And uh, Nicole and Dina decide they're gonna do one of their pranks, and I say it with quotes because they're just not really good at it they're not they don't do pranks really their idea of a prank is sticking marshmallows to the wall i thought it was cute it's it cute fun. but it's not a prank it's cute but it's not a prank you know what i mean it was charming well though. it's like a prank in the sense of like they put them everywhere and no one's there then people walk back in and they see them everywhere like yeah cute funny I yeah. feel like this is almost what happens is like a weird prank triangle. Like we have love triangles sometimes, but this is like an, a weird prank triangle because, <laughs> I mean, they started off with the marshmallows 
And then this is kind of a this is kind of an infamous prank, and they even talk about this a little bit on the Meatball Pod. So I'll talk about what their comments are. But oh, cool. they're like, "Oh, we're go- we want to go to Jenks," and Mike is on the phone, and he's hogging the phone, and he finds a marshmallow, and he's just overall a bitter, not good sport. And he gets a pl- which it, this is a fun in theory a funny plan. He's like, "I'm gonna call a taxi." And I'm going to say that I'm sending them to Jenks. It's on me. But instead, I'm going to tell the taxi to send them to Times Square. And I think that in theory, this is super funny of like, oh, you're going somewhere where you're not going. Like, whatever. Um, My only like not to be a party pooper, but my only thing is like if I was in like an Uber, let's say. And I think I'm going one place and then Mm -hmm. it's taking me somewhere else. I fully think I'm about to get sex trafficked or murdered. Like that can be a little Mm -hmm. scary (laughs) to two girls. That was the first thing I thought the moment he called the cab place and said that was these are two like four foot 11, like small girls. And you're putting them in a cab with a strange man and having them drive hours off into the distance Right. Like their first thought may not be, oh, I'm being pranked, goofy old Mike. Their first thought is we, we, that we're in danger. And that makes right. it suddenly, if that was the case, that would not be a fun prank. That'd actually be really a traumatizing and terrifying experience. Right. So it and didn't you really might go think, that way, luckily, but. No, and you might think like, well, they had a camera crew with them and blah, 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 blah. I want you all to know like how us girls' minds work, right? What is stopping anybody from paying off a cameraman mm. or replacing a cameraman for a day hey buddy i'll give you two thousand dollars if i can go to work for you today they show up they get the badge they get everything they need they get these two girls they go like there's just i don't know maybe i read too much or watch too many movies i don't know but i just feel like if there wasn't somebody there that they could trust that could have yeah just gone like really really bad now on the yeah. meatball pod they did not say anything like that they didn't take it that far but yeah what they were saying is when they got to new york their plan was like well fuck mike let's make the most of this but they didn't have the licenses to film at any of the bars mm. in new york and because they were like just let us go to a bar and go get drunk. Like, we don't give a fuck. We just want to go to a bar. Who cares if it's here? And they're like, yeah, we can't let you do that. We don't have the licenses. Right. They're not going to let us film there. It's not even Jersey. It's in New York. So, like, who knows what state lines change things as far as those legal things go. So that's why you see them go to, a like, a corner store, like a bodega almost, like a liquor store maybe. Yeah. I don't know. And buy just like bottles of something to then drink on the ride home, which is also like low key illegal. But I think Very. that might have been like their bargain with them of like, <laughs> listen, we'll let you like have a couple drinks. You know, don't you can't have it on camera or something. Yeah. But basically, that's why they were more pissed because they were like, well, we would have had fun, but we couldn't even do anything except for drive there, go to a store, and then drive back. So, which I, I will get. say that. I will say, though, that such a meatball thing to, like, literally make the most out of every situation. Like, they were like, well, if we have oh, to sit yeah. in the car for an hour and a half on the way home. We'll make it a little bit of a party. And I respect them for that. One thing I want to say, though, that I thought was hilarious about the prank, because this is something I relate to as somebody mm-hmm. who just floats around completely unaware of my surroundings. Um, <laughs> and I love that the meatballs can be like that sometimes. It took them an hour to figure out 
they were being pranked an hour to realize they were no longer in seaside right and they did say that jenks would have been about a half hour drive okay so i don't (laughs) think they and i don't think they had like phones and clocks so like maybe they were just like wow this ride's taking really long and they just thought like our perception of time is off but i i also don't think they were looking at any of the signs because i think they could have like seen the exits and realized like we are way past jersey even right let alone jenks's exit well, that's why I relate to that, because that's very me. I would be the type to just be like in Times Square, like, wait, where where are we? I thought we were, <laughs> thought we were gonna Right. I, I'm very I'm like that. I don't look at street signs. I don't um, uh, which is not safe. Uh <laughs> I probably shouldn't behave that way, but I'm just such an unaware person. So I, I love the meatballs because they can be that way as well. Um Yeah. And they're obviously pretty pissed at Mike. They're not happy about it, but they're while they're on their way home, um, uh, we'll go to the other part of what's i loosely call this a prank triangle because i don't think the boys were trying to prank mike i think that this just unfolded in a way that they were almost more of like a teach him a lesson and maybe yeah. he won't do it again kind of vibe but the boys are, ta- are are planning to go to dinner and mike is being rude like i don't like people like this who don't have any concept of time because it's it's inconsiderate like He's on the phone. Everyone else is like sitting there ready to go. Like we could be in the car right now if you were ready. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, I still got to do this. And he's like going to shower, wash his face, do all this stuff. And like, I would have left also. I would have left also. And maybe that's a hot take, but like, I'm like, we've told you that we're ready. And so I, I might've given him a warning. Like I might've been like, you've 30 more seconds to be exactly, downstairs. Yeah. And then we are actually getting in the car and leaving without you. And I'm not going to feel sorry about it. Like I probably would have been direct like that, but yeah. I would have left his ass as well. And sometimes with, with Mike specifically, it actually, in my opinion, crosses, the, like it goes beyond just being inconsiderate. And it actually goes to a point of being on purpose and spiteful, if that makes sense. Sometimes I feel like it's almost yeah. like, a, like a a power move to like, I'm yes. going to make them wait for me. I, I'm going to sit and take my time and they're just going to sit there and wait. And Even that's if why it's I, subconscious. Yeah, I absolutely I, think that's what it is. And I think the guys picked up on that, which is why they left. Because it was like, fuck you. Like, we're not going to sit here and, and like let you do that. No. I agree with you that it was sort of probably subconscious. I don't think he was doing it on purpose, but he had this weird, and this is the case throughout the whole original series. Mm-hmm. He's gotten a lot better about it now, but he's got this weird, like sensitive ego that's threatened so easily. And he's always doing these little power moves and little like, like trying to steal people's girls and making people wait on him. And, and he was, was going so on in sinister his about yeah. it. Like, oh, well, we're going to see this. And well, maybe what I'm going to do is not talk to them <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh my God, get the fuck over yourself. Like, I don't know if I felt this way originally or if this is just looking back, but it's giving kind of embarrassing. Like I have secondhand embarrassing. embarrassing. Especially when it's he's so in the cringe. Well, especially when he's in the interviews, like, yeah, I manipulated the situation and I'm a genius. And it's like, no, you're kind of a goofball. <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty cringe. And it's only fun, again, to watch because he's yeah. not like that today and would yeah. gladly like make fun of himself as just as much as we That's are. why I feel different watching this than I do with Ron because he's yep. changed so much that I compare the old to the new and it's like, oh, yep. he's so charming now. Yeah. Say it louder for the people <laughs> in the back. Oh my God, I couldn't agree more. When you change, your past sins sometimes can be forgiven. Sometimes. Depends on what happens. Now, this is what's, I think, (laughs) kind of funny, is that 
the they they make a big deal about this restaurant. I don't know if they if Rivoli's had a deal with them or whatever, but they're making they theme songs. It. <laughs> Rivoli's, Rivoli's, like it was a whole thing. And Mike and Mike and Jay Wow, because Jay Wow, she's a good friend. Jenny's a good friend. So they go up to they pick up dinner and they eat just at the house. Jenny's watching Mike literally unravel in the kitchen while he's like eating dinner and pretend to talk to everybody, but like whatever. But what's funny about it is it pans to the boys eating this like gorgeous spread of like gourmet Italian style food and then Mike eating out of the silicone boxes. And then the boys like, oh, my God, I, I need to stop, but I can't because it's so good. And even when they get back, they're all in like food comas like they cannot even move and i think Vinny's like talking about the food he's talking about the food like it's a woman like he's like <laughs> i can't get enough of her like it's just so funny I, as a foodie i love this kind of shit you know what i didn't even think about that until you just kind of hinted at it but i wonder if this restaurant like sponsored the episode because you're right they named rivoli's rivoli's they <laughs> name dropped the restaurant like once per minute for that segment and they like framed it as this like meal of the century like i will say though mm -hmm. it did look good but they were these giant like i almost think these weren't individual portions they look like group portions because they no, they, i think like, they were family style portions yeah, a lot of italian just, restaurants serve like that right but they ordered them each for themselves as like a meal which <laughs> yeah. i i have done in the past because i like leftovers so i respect that pasta saves well well, Mike takes them leaving as a prank, not mm. as them not playing into his power move and instead right. saying, like, if you're going to be an asshole, we're not going to pick you. Like, we're not going to take you. But um, it, it leaves for the whole house having a little bit of tension. And that's only going to build. Well, let's take a break. Okay. Yeah, let's take a break. Welcome to Sapphic Survival Guide. My name is Cheyenne. I'm Gina. Class is now in session. How do you define queer style? How do you communicate that you don't want to U-Haul at all? I does literally <laughs> every queer woman I meet hate Geminis. How do I deal with the most devastating breakup I've ever been through? Sapphic Survival Guide. We're happy to be queer to answer your questions. I'm hello. I'm hello. We're back back and spoiler so is sammy or she's about to be right now she's talking to her family about returning and they're kind of like stay strong don't fall back into it with ron you can do it girl go get him her sister uh sam's sister has good energy she's kind of being yeah. tough with sam very like don't fall in his trap I, I forget her exact words but you know don't fall in his trap don't yeah. buy into the bullshit just go and enjoy yourself and i i liked I liked her energy. I don't know. I feel like it's good to have a sibling bond like that where you can be really honest. That, that's, I, I, I like saying that. Yeah. She wasn't gone for very long. She was only gone for like an episode, I think, right? Like an episode and a half. I think she was gone for a weekend. Like, I think they uh, basically let her go home for a weekend and it equated to an episode. Mm. Um, But we still got like a glimpse of her in every episode, probably for contract's sake because of the... I think you're right because family. she never really felt gone. She it was like a blip. Right. You're right. There probably I think is a contract. That she just negotiated going home for like the weekend. Yeah. I think it was the best thing for her because she doesn't come when she comes back, her whole energy feels good for a while. And I know 
her and Ron will eventually get back together. But it was kind of nice to see yeah. her be so strong for at least for a little while. Yep. Well, then Dina and Nicole also come back. And... Oh, that's right. They were still in the car. I forgot. <laughs> in New York. And they do the whole, like, they lie. And, like, they're like, we had the best time ever. But we hate you. And, like, Mike's kind of like, that doesn't even make sense. But I'm like, well, yes, it does. Like, you ruined their plan and they made the most of it. Like, yeah. I think that does make sense, but like whatever. Um, they're kind of mad at Vinny and Polly by association for not snitching, but like the only reason they had to snitch is that Mike has done it to them. Otherwise, why would they? You know, like I don't think that they yeah. can be mad at them. But good old Polly has to come in and be super charming, and he totally disarmed them, and like they weren't mad anymore. That's very po- Polly has like a superpower in that way <laughs> that he usually can ease tension by just being funny and it usually works <laughs> and that is our cookie quote and since we're nearing the end i think we should just go ahead and, and read the scene okay bit. i'm down let's do it can i request to be Polly? yeah okay do it ready <clears throat> i just heard that you guys are mad at me but i didn't do anything Polly. So I'm mad at you for being mad at me for no reason. So try and talk to me. I'm mad. Pissed. And scene. And then immediately after this, they start laughing. He's so funny. And I think that, like, they just, Polly knows how to diffuse the situation. Yeah. I really appreciate him for it. It's like, a superpower. It so funny. He's the only one in the house that can actually de-escalate situations and not have them turn into full-blown flight. A full-blown fight. He's actually funny. So the very last part of this is quick and it's going to it's going to lead into the next episode. Ron is making the infamous Ron Ron juice and the Ooh. house does seem to be in good spirits, which I feel like is just a luck of the moment, really. If And, and I, I don't think it's really a testament to Sam being gone like Ron wants to allude that it is. Mm. Um, but it is kind of like funny moments. They're making jokes. They're drinking Ron Ron juice. They're getting ready for karma. And then Polly says, hi, Sam. And it's actually Sam walking back in the house. That was a fu- it was really kind of funny the way they edited it because Polly just says it so casually and everyone just like doesn't even think anything of it and they just turn around and she's standing there i think it really did happen that casually i think think they they didn't even notice she'd walk back in and then paulie said that and i think that at first they thought he was kidding so they all look to like think that it's going to be no one and then it really is her so then i think they're kind of like caught off guard and it what's funny is ron just is like with the blender like it's so uncomfortably weird but i'm like well well and ron his face looked i could i couldn't i was having trouble placing the emotion but he was going through something he looked stunned dazed confused very caught off guard he was not wearing on a no and he was wearing it on his face for sure like he was did not expect that to happen just then because they were just about to go out right like out the door. Yeah, and, yeah, what a weird time for her to return. And my only thought process is like, maybe they, this is why I think it was a weekend. Like, I think she left on like a Friday morning or something. Mm. And then this is like Sunday night or Monday night or something. And they were like, you have to be back by Monday. And she's like, well, I'll be back <laughs> Monday, but it's going to be as late as I literally can get. And I, yeah, it's a weird time to return. So I don't think anyone was expecting it, but I kind of live for her entrances now and then. Because this isn't that different from when she came back on family vacation. Was I know, like, I was thinking the hey, same thing. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> it's 
sorry I'm late. Well, the last thing we see in the episode is Ron going outside and refusing to even look at Sam. So we'll see what happens next week. Oh, we will. But I think that wraps it up for this week. Um, goodbye. Um, hello. Goodbye. If you want more of the podcast, you can follow us on any social media at um hello pod. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash um hello. We've got a video feed there so you can see our beautiful faces while we recap Jersey Shore. And we've also got a little bit of behind the scenes bonus content for you. And you can find me anywhere online at The Lee Regina, including my website, thelibregina.com. And you can find me online on TikTok and Instagram at angel.iconic.music. Thanks for listening. Bye.